Good morning, good morning. My name is Latasha Martin. If this is your first time watching me on live stream, I want to say welcome uh, to my collaborators who are on Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, I would ask that you subscribe and follow so that you can get the morning message. And then if you are on Periscope, you can give us some hearts and some love in that area. And so today's topic is called the love challenge the love challenge and we're going to open in a word of prayer and then i'm going to jump in and dive into this word our scriptural reference today is coming out of the book of matthew so if you want to grab your bible or your electronic device with the word on it um, that would be great for you to follow along because today i'm calling it the love challenge and i'm actually issuing a challenge so you may want to reference this scripture as you go through your day or the next couple of days so dear lord we uh, appreciate you bringing us together one more time lord i pray today that as i'm sharing this information is based on what you want me to share god because you are faithful you are consistent and you are sovereign lord i pray today that we are able to put our emotions aside to do what thus saith the lord as we issue in as we go into this love challenge today god i pray that people have the confidence and the boldness and a reminder reminded as emotions do happen as things do happen to trigger us as we go into this love challenge i pray that we are doing it as we are to do all things to glorify you god and do them unto you god and so we love you we praise you we give you the highest praise in jesus name today amen so today's message is the love challenge. And as I mentioned before, it's coming out of a certain uh, coming out of the book of Matthew. And there is a famous quote by Maya Angelou. And this is what she says. She says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. And so 
I was when I was studying and preparing for today, I literally, oh, and let me not, I will be remiss to forget my podcast audience. So thank you. That seems to be growing up there in listening listeners. So thank you who's ever listening on the Power to Two podcast. Thank you. So anyway, so the topic for today, the love challenge. And when I was studying at first, I was like, do I put the scripture first? And then I said, no, let me put this quote first, because I want to put it in context for this love challenge. Again, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And the scripture reference that we have today comes out of Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 43rd through the 48th verse. And I actually should type that in. So hang on one second so that you guys can reference this scripture. It's blazing. Five. 43 through 48, and it's out of the NIV translation. So hang on so you can see it. Let me show it real quick. That is the scriptural reference today. It's Matthew 5, 43 through 48. And this is what it says. I'm going to read it oh, from a pink little Bible. It says, have you ever heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy? But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be the sons of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Uh oh, this is a lot. Like, this was a lot to digest this morning. Um, because when I was reading this scripture and it says, um, you know, even the tax collectors, don't they do that? Don't the pagans do that? And what it means is, is that basically um, it's easy to love people who love you, right? It's easy. Good morning, Adeline. It's easy to love people who love you. The difficult part comes in when. And, and, and I'm speaking to to I'm speaking from my perspective and my posture. Um, I was recently certified in this instrument that I've been using forever called DISC. And one of the things that I love about it is it shows you your your preference or your type, like how you're wired. And my type is D. It was a clear D, which is called dominance. I don't even know if I like my name associated with the word dominance, but I guess that's just who I am. And so I appreciate God because there's a reason He made me that way. However, in this type, if you fall into this type, the dominant characteristic is one who literally is a person who's able to ask questions and they're they're motivated by results. So that's me. Like I'm motivated by results. I even and and, and then when I was reading more about myself, I was like, okay, not only am I motivated by results, but it said as one of those things that could be a liability is, is that it's easy for me to dismiss people who I believe are incompetent. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so terrible. And uh, and and it takes effort for me to be relational. And I'm just being honest. So if you ever want to learn more about yourself, you should take this assessment. Like I said, I recently got certified and I think it's a great self-learning thing. But with that comes some statements. Now, maybe you're not the same type as me, but maybe as you've been navigating through life, your response and situations have been similar to what mine have been. And these are some of the things that I will say to myself, especially when I'm in one of those situations that's a rub. What's a rub? It means there was conflict with someone that I know. Whether I call them an associate or a friend, it's just a rub, right? And here's some of the things that I say to myself 
Not that I'm looking at these people as enemies, but I will say I have learned to build up barriers, right? Not boundaries, but barriers. And boundaries are good, barriers are bad. Boundaries are good, barriers are bad. Because barriers puts you in isolation and then you just co-sign on your own crazy as you go down these rabbit holes. And there is an important factor that you need people because the word of God says you need wise counsel. However, when I hear this statement, when someone shows you who you are, believe them from Maya Angelou. And then I read this other statement from God where he's like, love your enemies, love those who persecute you. It seems extreme because the word uses the word enemy. Well, really, when we use the word enemy today, let's say people that just don't co-sign on what you're saying, or there's a conflict and you get frustrated and you get frustrated because you might see behaviors in that other person that triggers you, right? And so when you see those behaviors that trigger you, what will happen is for me, I will create these barriers to say such things as this. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Any Anybody ever said that before? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And so for me, I'm like, you ain't going to get me twice. <laughs> you got one time to do something that I feel is manipulative or um, you're taking advantage or you're a taker, you're not a giver. Like these are my triggers. Like when people... I feel like they're manipulating people like that's a trigger for me. And so when I feel like someone's being manipulative or they have this tendency to be a taker for me, I'm like, I ain't got time for that. I will shut that off and shut you down and move on to the next song. And I will pride myself in my ability to rebound when I realize that that's not of God. And so God says to me this morning, I want you to do this love challenge. I was like, what is the love challenge, God? So as I'm saying these things and I'm describing these situations and these scenarios, if you've ever been in them where you felt like someone was taking advantage or someone was doing things to manipulate you, or you felt like someone was being a taker or someone always feels like they're a victim and you seem to be the answer to their problems. I know for me, I would say wisdom tells me you just need to move on. Because one monkey ain't going to stop this show. I'm just telling you the flesh side of Latasha, like for real, like this is who I am and I work really hard. But as a business person, I know that and, and, and not only that, um, I pride like so this is what I, I've learned about strengths. There's another assessment and I'm not going to keep talking about assessments because I love data probably because I'm driven by results and I try to detach those from emotions. But anyways, one of them talks about the things that are really good strengths for you, if overused or abused can become a liability. So one of the strengths for me is I'm very futuristic and strategic. So that means I can solve problems. Like there's usually not too many problems that I can't figure a way out of it, no matter how bad it might seem. And no matter what it looks like when I'm faced with adversity, I'm like, okay, let's snap out of this. Like there's gotta be a way to figure this out. And, and I'm not taking no for an answer. To me, no does not exist in my vocabulary. It is everything is up for a conversation, at least a conversation, because that's just how I'm wired, right? Like I'll challenge things that don't make sense. So one of the things when I'm working with clients, I'll say, don't let your solution be messed up by like create barriers to entry because it's too complicated, right? So for me, I'm like, there is an answer to this problem. However, 
what I've learned about myself is because I can solve problems really quickly and my rebound effect is really fast, I will sometimes find myself in situations where I'll go through things. And even though I'll say, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, I forget that they even fooled me because I'm focusing on a solution. I'm not even thinking about that person and their character. They came with a problem. Here's a, here's a solution and let's move on. But what's the problem with that? The problem with that is that God made us to be relational. He made us to be relational. And that means that if God made us to be relational, that means that even people are different than us. He sees value in everyone. He sees value in everyone. So as I was going through these stories in these situations today, where the word of God says to love your enemies, and what else does it say? It says, love your enemy. It says, love your enemies. And then it also says, pray for those who persecute you. Instead of being offended or moving on and dismissing that person, we need to intentionally pray for those who persecute you. Now, if names dropped into your head, on people that you're like, it is very difficult for me to love them. Then the love challenge that I'm issuing you today is this. If a name dropped into your head around this love challenge, somebody that you have created so many barriers to protect yourself because you no longer want them to hurt your feelings. I'm not saying that you need to re-enter into abusive relationships. I'm not saying that you need to allow people to abuse you what I am saying is that we need to learn how we love people and establish healthy boundaries. And we need to love them anyways. I remember this executive that I used to work with, his name was James Taylor. And one of the things he would say is, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. And to love someone and there's nothing that they can do about it means that it's an action word. Love is patient, love is kind. You can go into all of those attributes that are the fruit of the spirit. That's how you show love in action. Doesn't mean you need to allow people to manipulate you. It means that you need to love them unconditionally. And what this text also talks about is it's easy to show this love when it's somebody that you love hard, meaning that if it's a child, I have to even say it's a child. Sometimes we say that it should be this way with our spouses. It should be this way with our significant others. But the reason I use the example of a child is because we'll get frustrated with our significant others. We'll get frustrated with our spouse, but it's a different kind of love with your kids. And we need to have that same kind of love for our spouses, because if not, you would literally be walking through life crazy, meaning that it's one plus one equals one. That's the covenant that you make. It's a trifecta. You make a covenant to that person. You make a covenant to God. So now you are this trifecta. So you should have that love. But those are the loves that you can rationalize in your brain. So for the love challenge, I'm not asking you to do this with somebody that is like your immediate family. I'm asking the love challenge to go outside of that circle. The circles where you literally need to say, hmm, when I think of this person, I like what's done with that person. You know how we'll say things like some people are around for a reason. Some people are around for a season, even though you may have gotten them out because you think their season has passed. God might be saying you said that they're out of your life, but there's remnants or crumbs that still are connected to you and have an impact 
that you really haven't gotten them out of your life. And actually, it triggers things in you because when other people demonstrate the behaviors of the person that you said was only around for a season or a reason, you're still reacting to that, not in love, but again, creating those barriers. And anybody that represents that, there come the barriers. Let me give you an example of what that means. For me, a trigger for me is when people make excuses about why they can't change their life. I'm just being honest, especially if they live in America. Like I, I really struggle when I work with individuals who bring a litany of excuses on why they can't change their circumstances, especially one, if they live in America, two, if they say they are a believer, like those are my triggers. I guess those are my implicit biases. And an implicit bias means I have a bias or there's a thing that's not so necessarily like you hear implicit bias towards race a lot, but like an implicit bias is could be against anything. So for me, if you live in America, you make an excuse about why you can't change your situation. That's a trigger for me. And this is the thing. It's not like I won't help you. If there is any way I can help somebody, but I get frustrated when it seems like the record keeps playing over and over and over again on why they can't seem to change their situation. Because I'm like, how can you believe a guy that says no weapon formed against me shall prosper? How can you believe the guy who says all you need is faith of a mustard seed? How can you believe a guy who says press towards the murk and you can't seem to get, get past yourself or get past the situation or get past a problem? And what God showed me was, oh, Latasha, don't be so quick to judge because if somebody was to pull the curtain behind your life, just like you're talking about them, what the scripture says, there's, you know, you talk about the speck of dust in somebody else and there's like a log in your eye because there are things that I haven't gotten over. And thank God for God's grace. There's a scripture that talks about the same measure that you use to judge somebody else, you will be judged. And so the love challenge is to have you say to somebody, like, who is that person that triggers you? Like that just sets you off when you think about them. You're like, oh, I don't even want to. And my my challenge for you is for you to love them. Now, this is what the word says at the end. It says, it says, and if you only greet the people, what are you doing others? Not even don't even the pagans do this, but in 48 it says, be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Now, listen, we do know that the only perfect person who walked on the earth with skin on was Jesus. But it doesn't mean that we can't strive and press into what he's saying we should be doing when he's saying perfect. Like we should be striving to perfection based on we know we were created in the image of God. And so these are some tips. These came out of the Life Application Bible. So I didn't, I wasn't even smart enough to think of these. This is what I'm saying. Use your resources. It says, how can we be perfect? It says in character, we can't be flawless, but we can aspire to be as much like Christ as possible. So how do we know what that character looks like? We need to spend time in the word of God to know what his character is in any situation and scenario. It says in holiness, again, not that we want to appear holy, but we really want to be her holy, meaning that we have love and we have mercy inside this world. So we're not so quick to say, this group of people are blah, 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 or that person is blah, blah, blah. Let's have love and let's have mercy. The word of God even says, pray for our leaders. It doesn't matter 
who the leader is, we are to pray for our leaders. And don't worry about what we can't worry about. And then it says immaturity. I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday and I was saying just because somebody has been in the church for 947 years does not mean that the depth of their knowledge to understand how to be in the image of Christ is strong because maybe they've only been in the church with a brokered faith, meaning that they're not studying to show themselves approved. They're listening to the pastor and then they're translating it based on their perspective and their lives. And then that's what they're putting out into the world. They have not moved off the milk. They're like a 70 year old sucking on a bottle. And then you got other people who are, you know, 15 and they are on fire for God. And you're like, how? Because they understand what it means to walk and be in the image of Christ because they spend time with God to know what they should be, how they should be showing up in the world and in scenarios. And then it says in love. Love is an action word. Again, we don't need to look too far, but the example of Jesus, where the one week people were like, big ups to Jesus. Then the next week they're like, crucify him. And when he went on the cross, he said, forgive them for they do not know what they do. That's how we're made in the image. You cannot be so offended that you cannot display love. And love is action which is sometimes it means you got to get over yourself. Even my trigger, when I think, oh my gosh, someone's showing up as a victim and they're not going to take advantage of me anymore, doesn't mean I don't need to have healthy boundaries. But barriers where I just cut off and reject people, I got to get better than that. I got to get better. Maybe it's just me. I might be the only person who needs the love challenge today. Maybe all of y'all are perfect and y'all just killing the game because y'all know how to forgive and forget it. Y'all know how to move on and, and, and keep it moving. There's some areas that God is showing me and I need to work on because it's real easy still. I mean, I think about it a little bit more than I used to, but if someone keeps demonstrating a certain pattern, it I will work hard to say you will not keep hurting my feelings. You are not going to keep hurting my feelings. If you don't want to be around me, there's enough people that like me and want to be around me. So if you're not one of them, move to the left, ma'am or sir, because I'm going to just keep moving. That is not of God. That is not of God. Let me just be clear. That's not of God. That is Latasha creating barriers in her life so that she don't need to be bothered because relationships take work. Yo, that seems like a perfect place for a yo. Relationships take work. I tell people all the time, marriage is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. To have coexisted with an individual for over 25 years, this is that is the hardest thing ever. And so what I needed to do was say, you know what? If I want to love this person, like Christ, like, like God tells me to love them, then I can't be so offended so quickly. I can't think that everything they're doing that they're out to get me and they just want to hurt my feelings. I cannot do that. I have to recognize I'm different. They're different. The thing that made me love them is going to be the thing that drives me crazy. Like my husband is so opposite of me. There is not a stranger. Until COVID, he will hug and kiss everybody. I remember one time these little ushers came up to us, these little, I'm sorry, these little old ladies, because my husband was an usher. They came up to me when I was serving. They were like, ma'am, 
We just don't want you to get jealous because we give him a hug every week. I'm like, my husband, there is not enough hugs in the world for him. Hug on, hug on my little old ladies. And I love you for giving them more hugs than I probably am capable of. But that same thing that I love about him can drive you crazy. But I've learned to appreciate that. Like I crack up in our neighborhood. My husband knows everybody by name. Sad to say, I don't know most of my neighbors. I don't. I'll say hi to him. I'll say what's up. But he'll like go and have like full-born conversations and stuff. And that's beautiful. And that attracted me to him. But then I'm like, we ain't got time for all these conversations, sir. Let's keep moving. We got to get stuff done. So I'm issuing a love challenge today to you guys. Hopefully, you will take advantage of it. Hopefully, as someone's name came into your head, you know what? I renege on what my first said. If someone that you need to issue the love challenge is in your immediate family, then obviously that's an area that God wants you to work on. So who am I? See, this is me and my control thing. Who am I? Whoever the person is that God put in your brain as we went through this teaching today about you need to love them. You need to love them in spite of how they react and respond to you. Then my challenge is that you love them. And you love them using these four things in character and holiness and maturity and then love and action. That's how we strive for perfection. That's how we strive to be the image of Christ. That's what God wants us to do. That's how we can establish healthy boundaries and appreciate the differences in one another versus just reacting and responding because we don't have time for all of that. So I hope that you take the love challenge. I know this is a longer message, so most people probably want to get to the point to do the love challenge, but I encourage you to do that. Not for Latasha, but so that God can be glorified more in your life, in your obedience to him. Reading through again, you know, using this reference scripture of Matthew 5, 43 through, 40, 43 through 48. And if you don't have a life application Bible to get those four tips, you can Google it. Life Application Bible, put in Matthew 5, 43 through 48, and it will show you those four things that I just talked about and probably give you even more information that you can respond to, not react to, because going through the love challenge is going to stir up emotions, but we have to remind ourselves, am I more committed to being a, a disciple for Christ or am I more focused on me? If you're more focused on yourself, then God can't be glorified. And you're also getting your acknowledgement from man. And God doesn't, he's like, I don't even get happy about you trying to do something to get acknowledgement from man. You should be doing it for me because you're a part of my body. You're a part of the kingdom stuff. So be encouraged today. Be encouraged to enter into the love challenge. And I hope that it blesses you. It may not feel good as you go through it, but I promise you, the more you can focus on that, the more you are able to focus on the work that God has for you to do. Because even though you may think that you're not paying attention to these areas that are struggles for you with these people that you're not in love with, meaning that you're not showing and doing the love challenge with, they can then become a distraction, which could cause you to go on a detour from what God wants to do for you and through you and with you. And that's not good. That's not a good look for Jesus. So dear God, we thank you today for anyone who says yes to the love challenge, not based on my own experiences, but I pray that the things that I shared today 
could encourage people to know that nobody's perfect except for Jesus, but we can strive for perfection. Reminding ourselves that we were made in the image of Christ, we shouldn't be so quick to be offended, that we need to show our love and, and strive for perfection in our holiness and our maturity and love. So dear God, I pray that we're able to do these things, not because of the reaction that that person may have towards us, but recognizing that when they're reacting to us, if we're striving to be like you, you are the one that they're offending, not us. I pray that we're able to pray for our enemies and those who persecute us, that we can love our enemies and, and pray for those who persecute us in our strives to be perfect. And when I say perfect, I mean striving for excellence. And so, God, we love you today. We love you for loving us. And I pray that people don't get distracted about just the assignment itself, that no one makes this more complicated than it needs to be. If they can't think of a single person and they're going and they're coming, when people represent things that triggered them in the past, I pray that they just say, nope, not going to react that way today. I'm going to react in a way that I'm striving for, for perfection. I need to love that person. I need to pray for that person. And then sometimes praying in real time, just pausing to pray. It only takes a couple minutes because God, you're always available to us. And so God, we love you. We praise you. We give it all to you today. We lay our emotions at the foot of the cross and remind ourselves that the grace that you give us, we need to extend that same grace to others. And the love that you give us, we need to extend that same love to others. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have an amazing day, everybody. God bless. I love you and see you tomorrow.